The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Hey, Giant fans. Welcome to the Giant Insider Podcast. My name is Jerry Foley. I'm the senior editor of the Giant Insider newspaper. And with me, as always, on this Saturday matinee podcast is the beat writer and the heart of Giants Nation, Chris Bisignano. Chris, before we get started, our sponsor, the Media Captain, records a weekly podcast. After you get your Giants fix, by listening to us, of course, if you want to learn more about entrepreneurship and what it takes to start a business, along with the latest and greatest online and digital trends, check out the Media Captain's podcast on Apple iTunes and all the major podcast outlets. Again, that's the Media Captain podcast, Twitter account, at the Media Captain. And uh, real quick, I just want to thank House of Hoodies for sending the, um, the hoodies to, to Chris and myself. Um, Giant fans, if you want to still go to their site, go to www.thehouseofhoodies or their Twitter account, at House of Hoodies. I'm sorry, at HO Hoodies. And order your hoodies, and they have a discount of 15% if you put in Giant Insider or Giants Insider. So uh, good quality stuff. I'm probably going to order more for my kids, believe it or not. Um, so, buddy, this uh, finally, the, we got a break in the weather uh, before we get started. <laughs> yeah, if you're not from Jersey, you know, I don't know. But trust me, man. Me and Jerry thought the sun was gone. We, we thought it was gone for good. <laughs> Dude, I, I thought we lived in like Vietnam for a while. Like just, the rain was nonstop for a week. I felt like Forrest Gump in the in the in the jungle. Yeah, like, yeah. All kinds of rain. Nice to see this morning. It really is. Yeah, it's nice to see the sun, man. Hopefully, it stays for a while. And those hoodies are beautiful, Jerry. Yeah, nice, right? Good quality uh, stuff. Uh, yeah, folks, I suggest you know take a look into it, man, because I got it the other day and uh, I was really impressed, man. It's it's, it's gonna be nice to wear in the fall. I got one for my daughter, uh, my youngest, and I'm jealous now, so I'm gonna buy more because I, can't, mm-hmm. you know, they can't have one. I, they, they can't have a, a, a hoodie that I don't have. So, uh, <laughs> definitely gonna get. I don't know if I'm gonna get Jones or Barkley. I'm probably gonna err on the side of Barkley, but uh, we'll see. Lots of decisions, pal. Lots of decisions. Yeah. Uh, um. So before we, uh, I guess, get into the Giants, I would be remiss if we didn't mention that a former giant can't stop talking about the giants and yeah. how bad they were and uh, how much uh, better his life is now. So what, yeah, uh, what uh, say you, Chris? <laughs> yeah. It was the strangest thing, Jerry. Like that one actually got by me. I was out a few days from what I understand. Uh, I'm getting texts yesterday. Hey, what do you think about this old double thing? I'm like, Oh my God, what are you doing? You know? So I didn't even know about it. So I said, you know what? Let me throw a tweet out to the followers. I know they're going to respond. <laughs> Keep me updated. Like imme- uh, update me immediately, you yeah, know? Yeah. That's why I said that. Like, what do I miss here? You know, I didn't start because I didn't really have. I was doing things. I didn't have time to start searching through Twitter. So I said, let me throw this tweet out quick, and I know people are going to respond to it immediately. And then I saw it, and I was like, what is Odell talking about? <laughs> like, you know, um, just spiritually, and and they held him back physically. And but did you, it was pretty funny, Jerry, because I did find that tweet from that guy. I forget, of course, because my yeah, I got it up now. It's, it's Kevin. I never heard of him. It's Kevin yeah. Boylard. So good job by him at two four seven Kevin Boylard. And yeah. and the real quick, the quote in two thousand sixteen that he put out there was, "I'm in a great place right now, mentally, physically, spiritually." Mm. Then recently, I I felt like I wasn't going to be able to reach my full potential there, meaning New York, <laughs> mentally, physically, spiritually. And he wrote, "What changed, OBJ?" Uh, yeah, and it was, it's, you know, I just don't know what, what the hell he's talking about. I really don't, I don't even think Odell knows what he's talking about half the time anymore, you know. So, you know, it's pretty funny, Jerry, is that the narrative out there is that nobody wants to play for a Dave Gettleman-led team, right? Exactly, Chris. Um, Great point. And here you have two guys who I like, yeah. you know, who I know from the locker room. And I always said I like them personally, Odell. Yeah. And Landon Collins, especially Landon, you know. Um, but there's two guys now that have to stop, you know, with the uh, this didn't happen and over there. I didn't like this. I didn't like that. And for God, for for so many people trying to act like you know, Gettleman's such a bad guy and nobody wants to play for him and all that. It sure seems like these two young men really miss being a giant. 
Yeah, and they're almost like someone you break up with and they, they can't get over it, right? Like, they just, yeah. they, they won't go away. And it's yeah. it's odd that they keep commenting. And you said it best, man. Like, the, the narrative is that no one wants to play for the Giants and everybody hates Dave Gettleman. Mm-hmm. Yet, here's two of the, the, the guys that, you know, we were crazy to let go who, who really have, you know, Collins less, but really talk nonstop um, about the Giants and, uh, that they're so hurt by it. And I don't know. I just wanted to ask you, what is, how is Odell going to gain uh, Nirvana or his chi spiritually in Cleveland? I just didn't think Cleveland was that kind of area. I don't know. Yeah. I guess, uh, I guess he feels Mayfield's going to throw him the ball and he's going to have 140 catches. And uh, I don't know, you know, but there's a lot of other people over there that could play too. He's not going to get as many targets as he thinks he's going to get, you know? I, I don't know, Jerry. I guess by the lake over there, uh, you could get some spirit. I, I don't know what he's talking about. I, I really don't. He was very happy here, though, Jerry. He, he was always happy in the locker room. He was always dancing. He was he was the one, Jerry, in the locker room that was lifting up everybody else's spirits. Well, that, speaking yeah, of and, speaking of spirits, Jerry. Right, right. Yeah, that's funny. And trust and me, when yeah, I went to the was. when I went to the the practice last year and he spoke on the podium, I looked at him and I just thought. This is a kid who's who's grown up and seems very happy right now. And of course, he just came off signing a huge contract. But yes. I just figured, and I was pretty hard on him for a couple of years. And I just thought, you know what? Good move, Giants, signing this kid. He's right. a great talent. We always said that. And oh, it seemed yeah. like he had yeah. grown up. And then, you know, as the season went on, you're just like, oh, here we go again. And uh, yeah. you said it too, man. You put out a tweet about, you know, you couldn't help it with your Red Sox. But, and it was so apropos. Manny being being Manny, Odell being yeah. Odell. Like yeah. when when you say that about an athlete, Manny it's Ramirez. Not good. Yeah, Manny Ramirez is a great player, but it's like you got yeah, but, cup eight. But but Manny was a type of guy, Jerry, that you never know what you were going to get every day. You know? exactly right. Yeah, Manny was a type of guy. He came in the locker room, and Francona had to deal with his nonsense like every five days because Manny was in a certain type of mood. You didn't know what he was going to say. You know, Chris, I, I was going to say, you know, who doesn't have p- players like that now? The Giants. <laughs> it's, uh, yes, exactly. Right. We, it, it's boring again. I love it. It's boring. Yeah. And you know what? I hate to say, Jerry, but, you know, there was a, uh, you know, a, a nice part, you know, a big part of the Giant fans that were happy to see o- OBJ get traded. No question about it. They were happy to see him move on. No, I was. You know? I was one of them. I would say the majority wasn't. No question. They, they were like, what are they doing getting rid of him? Right. But there was, you know, a percentage that wanted to see him gone. And two things, Jerry. One. The stuff OBJ is saying lately is justifying their feelings, right? right? Yep. And number two, that percentage, right, that wanted OBJ gone, I had no problem with him being traded. That is growing now. Yeah, you know what, dude? I'm gonna put a, I'm gonna do a poll after this podcast because I want to see, right? I want to see what, how people feel now that time has gone on. And you're right, right man. When they made the trade, I was, right. I was happy. I, I, we know that. Well, that's okay. Yeah, that, that was now, your feelings. You stuck with it. Yeah. After all he said, I'm like, it's almost like. Told you so. Like, that's and, how I feel. And, and, and Jerry, you see it on Twitter that so many people are tweeting us saying, you know oh, what? Yeah. Yep. I, I didn't want this guy gone, but you know what? Good riddance now, you know? Yeah. Um, As far as him being felt, he, Jerry, you know, he was held down in New York and he wasn't happy in spirits and, you know, the spirits and all that. I mean, I saw the dude every day in the locker room, man. That dude was happy every day. He was lifting other dudes up, man. Yeah. I'm telling you, he was bouncing around the locker room, playing basketball with everybody, fooling around. You know, they have a little, uh, it's a little Nerf basketball thing in the locker room. You know, playing around, making sure everybody's good. So I, not one time did I look at Odell and say, man, this guy doesn't look like he does. He wants to be here, you know? Now, you're close with, so. you're close, closer. One of your, one of your favorite guys to cover is Sterling Shepard. Yeah. Now, he loved Odell, right? Yes, they were good friends. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And there was no um, one really that spoke out and said he's a problem. Oh, Odell? Yeah. I didn't meet one player. Yeah, right. Yeah. That said he was a problem. It's a shame. That's why, that's why it's such a shame, right? Yep. Like, now, uh, of course, they, I'm sure there was a few of maybe, you know, they didn't want to tell the media or anything like that, that, yeah, all right, this yeah. guy's getting a little annoyed. But everybody I've talked to, and I've talked to guys on the side, like, yo, you know, what's up with Odell? Yeah. yeah. And they were always like, nah, he's, he's a good dude. He's a funny dude. That's yeah. what they always used to say. You know, yeah, that's what the that's what the shame of it is, because yeah, such a, yeah. an immense talent could could be one of the best of all time, um, you know, if his body holds up. But it's just this stuff that he does. And and for those people saying, why are you still talking about it? Guys, he's talking about the Giants. Well, so, he's, he's so the media it. has to cover it. Yeah. So yeah, he, says, oh, he, you guys got to leave him alone. Wait, he's talking about it openly. Right. I mean, I, I, how many times did I tweet? I wish him luck. 
Let it and go, right? Good, let it go. And let it go. Good luck in Cleveland. I mean, I still wish the dude luck. I don't like I don't dislike the guy personally. I still wish the guy luck. And and and, but, and, and everyone, real quick, just so you know, before this started, I asked Chris, do you want to talk about Odell? Just to make sure, because I don't know if everybody wants to talk about him, but he's bringing yeah. this up. So anyway, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, that was, you know, that's it. You know, just like, you know, I think it's just time to move on. You know, I, I don't get it. You know, just... You know, if you want to say you won't happy with certain things, okay, whatever you want to say. But now, you know, the stuff he's coming out with is, and he's, you know, even I didn't want to believe. Like he's kind of made a comment his first OTA about Mayfield's arm, and you know, his, his kid's got some zip and all that. And, and some people took it as, oh, he's taking a shot at Eli, right? Yeah. And I even even then, Jerry, I'm saying to myself, well, I know Odell. He likes to say these things. I don't quite know if he's taking a shot at Eli or not. I still like to give him the benefit of that a lot of times, but the more stuff comes out, you say to yourself, man, I guess he was taking a shot at Eli, you know? You hate to say it, man, but I don't know, Jerry. You know, no, it's just, I, I, please, I, think he, I think he was. I think it was a veiled shot. I think it's passive. I think it was a veiled shot at him, yeah. Aggressive, passive aggressive, Odell. Right, right. But it reminded me, though, there's a right way to do that and a wrong way to do that, right? And I, I read Plaxico Burris's book uh, in 2008, and he talked about going from Roethlisberger to Manning. Right. And the comment he made in the book was something something to the effect of, you know, Roethlisberger has a good arm, but Manning fires it in like, hey, Eli, you don't have to throw it 100 miles an hour when I'm eight yards out, right? right. And, and he made a joke about it. And I think that's the way you can do that, right? Like, mm-hmm. I, I think there's a way to say that. And, and maybe, he, maybe I, think, I think if I had to guess, I think Plaxico liked playing with Manning more than he liked playing with Roethlisberger. But you didn't hear about that. You didn't, even a guy like Plaxico Burris who – did the ultimate dumb thing and <laughs> shot himself in the leg. Wouldn't mm-hmm. wouldn't do things like that and, and call out Roethlisberger the way he did. So yeah, I think it was a veiled shot. I think it was passive aggressive, and I think it was definitely a shot at Eli. So yeah, I, Jerry, I tend to agree with you, man. At first, I was like, I don't know if he's really taking a shot. I maybe just praising his new quarterback. But you look at it and the things that come out of his mouth lately, and it's like, oh, I guess maybe he was taking a shot at him. You know? Yeah. And it, you know what it is too, Jerry? Like Ben Roethlisberger is the type of guy. Like, if you take a shot at him, there's a chance he's going to get you in the locker room and try to strangle you. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Seriously, there's certain quarterbacks, yeah. if you talk about them, they have no problem getting up in your face. Dude, I think Baker Mayfield's one of those guys, too. Uh, Baker's probably one of those dudes, too. He looks like one of those dudes, you know. Uh, Dan Marino was one of those guys back in the day. You know, Danny was a fiery guy. Like, you know, he had that personality with it. What? You want to talk about me? You know, something like that. Uh, Eli's not like that, Jerry. E- Eli's the most – he's the nicest guy going. Yeah. I see him in a locker room, man. He just does his business, goes in, takes a shower, gets dressed. You know what I mean? He's not the type of guy that if you kind of take a shot at him, is going to get you in a, in a locker room the next day and hit you over the head with a chair or something. You know, he's not one of those guys. Well, you, know? you, you think about so, the, you think about the 2011 uh, game <clears throat> with the, against the 49ers, where he got the crap beat out of him and kept getting mm-hmm. up. I think mm-hmm. of Sims, and I, I this is not a knock on Sims. I absolutely mm-hmm. loved Sims. Probably my favorite Giants quarterback of all time, even more than Manning. But Sims, that is not Sims' attitude was not okay. Let's get him next time. Sims would have been in his face of his linemen screaming mm-hmm. at them. Yes. Manning never said a word. He just kept getting up. No, he has never showed up as linemen, <clears throat> and we all know what kind of offensive lines he's had. Yeah, the last five six years, and and like you said, Jerry, even in eleven in that championship game when he was getting pounded. Right. Um. Even then, you never see him get up. And you know, how many times, Jerry, you see a quarterback get blasted in a pocket, get up, start yelling on his offensive line? Yeah, oh, Mar- Marino, I think of how, all the time. How about Brady? Yeah, Brady does God it forbid, too. God forbid Brady gets hit. He, you, if he gets hit, like, a little too much in the first quarter of a game, he's yelling at those guys. Yeah. You know? Um, and Eli's – that's just his personality. Eli's not like that. So, so when you have a guy like that, I think sometimes guys are a little – you know, they're like, okay, I could take a little shot because, you know, Eli's not going to respond, you know, you know, yeah. you know, Eli's not going to get my face in a locker room. He's not going to throw, you know, he's not, he's not going to throw a football off my head when I'm not looking or something like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, so which quarterbacks have been known to do in yeah. locker rooms, you know, where like, Oh, sorry. You know? Yeah. Um, or, you know, uh, you know, just, and you feel like, you know, a lot of people in the media are the same way that cover, the Giants, where they, they have no real problem taking a shot at Eli because they know Eli is not going to get up in their face when they see him in the locker room. Yeah. You know? Yep. So, well, good news to future change. future offensive linemen that play for the Giants. I think the next 15 years, if he works out, we'll have a quarterback that acts the same way as Eli and doesn't yell at his offensive linemen. So, you would think that's, uh-huh. a, that's an endearing quality for offensive linemen coming in. <laughs> You're not going to get yelled at if you yeah. get up a sack. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Adol, Jerry, I get the feeling that this Jones kid – 
is a real gentleman. He's a real gentleman. No, that's kid, what I'm you saying. Know? Like, I don't think I think you're gonna um, get the exact same. No, right, 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 right. But I, I do think Jerry. I do think. Yeah. You, he's right. You're right, Jerry. No, no, no question. He's got a lot of Eli similar. He's very similar to Eli with the personality. But, but I think this kid has a, a, just a tad bit more fire in him that you will see on the field, Jerry. Nice. Let him grow into this a little. I just get that feeling talking to him. Yeah. That he's a laid back, you know, kid from North Carolina. He's laid back. Don't get me wrong, but not. As laid back as Eli, Jerry. Oh, good. All he's right. got, I think this kid, once he's, you know, he's planted in this organization and it's all his team and Eli's either retired or moved, whatever happens with Eli, you know, and it's his show. I think you're going to see uh, just a bit more fire out of this kid. Now, I'm not saying he's going to be, you know, uh, Ben out there, Rosselberger yelling and screaming and all that, you know, whatever. My, I just think he's going to have, you're going to see a little bit more of a personality from this kid than you did from Eli. And that would be welcome from Giant fans, I think. I think they'd like to see that, actually. I think it, I think that what they want to see, for the most part, is a mix between someone like a Sims and, a, and an Eli, where you get a little mad <laughs> once in a while, but not over the yeah. top and lose your mind. So. Right. Um, before we get to the questions, uh, it never ta- we don't talk about the NHL much, but something happened last night that is very good for the local Devils-Rangers rivalry where they got the two best players in the draft. So I, I actually was pretty happy about that. Yeah. That's what I'm reading. So I'm looking forward to next October. You yeah. Know? So for those of you who don't know, the, the Devils drafted a guy named Jack Hughes, uh, and the Rangers drafted someone named Capo Caco. <laughs> so we'll mm. see how that all plays out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Looking forward to it. And uh, you know, um, uh, from what I understand, this kid Hughes is like uh, I don't know. I suppose he's like phenomenal. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> we'll yeah, see. Yeah, you don't know, but they they in the, I, I I don't follow whatever. Leagues Minor they league. pick from. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> These travel hockey leagues right. that they pick from. But supposedly there were two guys in this draft, and uh, luckily uh, for yeah. the local teams, the Devils and Rangers were picking yeah. them too. So. Yeah. Well, the kids, the kid, the Rangers guy's a big kid anyway. He's a, you know, he's much bigger than the Hughes kid. So, yeah. Uh, from what I read, from what I read, Jerry, you know, uh, the kid Hughes, the Devils guy, he's like a faster version of Patrick Kane. So we'll see. I'll take that if that's true. That's ridiculous <laughs> if that's true. So, plus he's American. <laughs> yeah. So I'll be rooting for him in the Olympics in a few years. Right. Good stuff. Um, all right, buddy. You want to get to the questions? Sounds good. All right, man. So thank you all again for sending in the questions. We sent it. We were, our intention was to do this um, last night, but based on our schedules, didn't happen. So we did it today. I guess we'll do the next. We'll do probably one next week, guys. And I apologize for that. Chris and I apologize. But there's just there's not that much going on right now. We're probably going to do one a week. Unless something happens, then we'll do one. We'll go back to two. Uh, and then when training camp starts, we'll do, we'll definitely do two a week at least. Um, and, and again, as news happens, we'll, we'll do these, but probably going to do one, one a week until training camp starts or unless some kind of news breaks. Is that fair to say, Chris? Yeah, I think that's fair to say. Uh, Odell's probably good for another one, one day. Yeah, right. There's Odell, <laughs> there's Landon Collins. They're always good for another podcast, right? So, all right. Um, here we go. Javier Burgos, man, he asks a question every single time. Thank you, Javier, for the support, man. Really appreciate it. At CT underscore Giants fan. If DG listened to the critics, Dave Gettleman, and cut Eli after the season, how many teams would line up to sign him? Hmm. Eli? Yeah, like if if, if Eli hmm. was cut last year, who would? Oh, if he was cut last year. Well, oh. I, yeah, let's just say if he was cut last year. Um, how many teams would sign him? At, oh, the, I'll at, say... at the end of last year, so for this upcoming season, he'd be a free agent. Oh, how many teams would sign him? Oof, I don't think many. A couple, I would say a couple. Isn't that terrible? I th- I, I can't think. Well, of he's anything. older. Yeah, he's older. I would say a couple. I, I guess you know. I I'm sure Koffel would have gave it a thought. You know, before Koffel. he went with Falls. I would have know? to say Miami maybe to work with maybe Ro- Miami to work with Rosen instead of Fitz. Yeah, maybe that. I would say a couple. Buffalo. Yeah. I'm, I trying, say- I'm trying to think where there's young quarterbacks where Eli could help them. So, um, and he would be, he would be looking to start too. So he wouldn't even sign with those teams. So I guess maybe a couple, I, I don't know, Jerry, a few, I have to go through each team, probably a few, not many though. Let's put, let's just safe to say not many. Neil Sutherland at the Neil Sutherland. Do we feel that Gettleman actually does have a plan and that maybe the play, the pieces are in place now to make a run at the Super Bowl over the next two to three years? Uh, yeah, I do. I, I think, um, yeah, yeah, it seems vastly improved right now, even from two years ago. Guys, this is the plan. Yep. Build the offensive line, defensive line, get the future quarterback. 
It's there it all is. there. Done. That's the plan. <laughs> yep. You just got to hope the players work out. Now, now it's just a matter of the talent works out. If he, you know, if he graded the talent the right way in the draft, you know, these kids that he drafted the last two years. And, of course, Daniel Jones, Jerry. That's the key. Right? Yep. This is his legacy, Gettleman. Daniel Jones. If Daniel Jones is a bust, Gettleman will be fishing in Cape Cod like he wants to do in a couple of years. It's, it's just going to be a little bit earlier. All right? <laughs> Cape Cod. Yeah. I mean, that. you know, that, that's it. The plan, guys, the plan is already established. Yep. You know? The offensive line, defensive line rebuilt. He rebuilt the secondary. And he got the future, uh, future. Uh, he got the franchise quarterback. Now, whether or not it plays out, that's another story. All right, there's a there's a, a a buffoonish question which I like. I'll ask before we get to some of the other ones. Hey, Jerry, can I say something quick? Yes, yes. You know what Gettleman reminds me of? What he could be very tough with mm-hmm. veterans, right? Releasing yeah. them, and a lot of people ask, you know, "What are you doing?" And listen, you know what he reminds me of a lot. Now I'm not going to compare because this other guy. Can I Lou guess? Can I guess? Oh, okay. Lou Lamarillo was despised by a lot of guys who he released, trust me, from the Devils back in the day. Yeah. But he made a lot of tough decisions. Now, I'm not comparing because Lamarillo's had unbelievable success with the Devils. You know, the Devils, Jerry, all that Stanley Cups, all the Stanley Cups. Yes, yes, I remember. And now he went to Toronto. He rebuilt them. Toronto's a contender now, you know. Um, And now he's over with the Islanders one year, and you know what the Islanders did last year. But he's made a lot of tough decisions, boy, since he's been in the league. Guys, he had a release that were not popular releases. And that's what Gettleman reminds me in a way. Like, he has no problem releasing that popular guy that he feels he should move on from. Right, Jerry? You get that feeling? I, I completely agree. I was going to say Howie Roseman because he's – the the Eagles, and maybe not Roseman, but what the Eagles have done over the last 15 years where they've gotten rid of guys right before they started going downhill – I think they did a great job of that when they had McNabb. I just think McNabb was the problem. I think he's a loser, and, and he opens his mouth. Now, he's another guy who opens his mouth and just puts his freaking foot in it. But the, the, the Eagles seem to be able to get rid of guys right before they went downhill. And I don't, know, I don't know how long Roseman's been a part of that, but that's what it reminds me of. Gettleman reminds me of that he's doing that. And you're right, Lamarillo is a however you say his name, Amarillo, Al Amarillo, is a, is a Lamarillo, great, exa- yeah. great, great example of that. Yeah. Whereas, no, I'm not comparing. The Rangers, Rangers would do the opposite. They would trade for the Bobby Holeks and the Scott right, Gomez right. and give well, a billion dollars. Right. Well, the old Rangers did. Now, this new regime no, seems to be going with the youth. You know, yeah. they want to build up, you know. But, um, yeah, I'm not, now I'm not comparing because Lamarillo's had a lot of success, obviously. I'm just saying he's got like that mentality, gentlemen, you know, where he has no problem moving on from the popular players. Yeah. Know? And trust me, Lamorello had a lot of tough decisions with the Devils that people in the fan base were like, what are you doing, Lou? And it always seemed to work out. So hopefully, you know, you see that same trend with Gettleman where it starts to work out, you know, where people are like, oh, okay, you know. Yeah, the Rangers opened the vault for a third-line center in Bobby Holy. Good job, guys. Um, well, at least he's trying to catch that devil magic, you know. They won. Yes, the devil magic. All eight Devils fans appreciated that devil's magic in the 90s and 2000s, Chris. You know, can I say something? <laughs> yeah, go ahead now. So far, you've insulted fans that are over 70 years old. Oh, you've no, that insulted was, that fans. One, that, that one was not an intention. That was, an, that was making fun of myself. Yeah, right. Okay. You insulted fans who have the audacity to root for a team that they're not from the state that of I New did. York. Ooh. Yeah. Right? Those people are ripping you to pot. Yes, okay? A little bit. Now, now you want to uh, attack the devil fan base. Not a passionate fan base. Uh, they're not a passionate fan base? Not really. Okay. I mean, I went to a Devils game last year where they were in playoff contention, and it was like half filled. And I, you know, like they were never in playoff contention at any point last no, season. Nice they were, try. They were hovering around the. Nice try. Oh, what, what, the when was the game in October? No, it was. We yeah, had just when? dropped our podcast. I was talking to the guy from Spotify, yeah. trying to work yeah, okay. things on the uh, yeah. on the inside, Chris. And uh, right. seriously, that's right. that's a true story. They were averaging fourteen thousand a game last year, and it was last well, place mostly the whole season. Nice try, though. I went to must have been six thousand. It was like it was probably February. You just keep attacking everybody because you think you're almighty. You're, I'm the ultimate sports guy. Wow. Okay. Wow. That's like, get that's ready because now devil fans are going to attack every week. You insult somebody, so let's see who does this week. <laughs> that's funny. All right, Peyton Combs and I am. That's so funny. Every week, every week you insult somebody. That's kind of true. Unless, yeah, really think about it. Unless you're Giants, Yankees, Rangers, I'll probably insult you one way or another. And I, with baseball being the least, but yeah, it's more fun with hockey and baseball. Football, I take it way too seriously. 
Peyton Combs at I Am Pate. Hey guys, what's your favorite beer to drink while watching the Giants? I like a good IPA, even if the game is at 10 a.m. I'll take my answer off the air. Hashtag buffoon crew. Hashtag it's five o'clock somewhere. I'll go first. I I I drink vodka and whatever the kids have in the fridge mixed. I'm not a beer guy, so I'll start off with that, and then I'll go to wine because I, I don't want to get completely no, I think, annihilated. I, I, I think the question was doing Giant games, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, you, oh. No, I don't drink anything during giant games. Okay, yeah, I have to if I'm home and it's a road game. I have too to, intense, man. Too no, intense. I have to I have to numb my nerves a little bit, so I'll have a couple drinks. So again, um, I'm a buffoon and I I, you know, I can't handle the, the pressure of watching the Giants uh, completely sober. Dubs Dribble at Dubs Dribble, Utah. So by the way, those of you who live in states, because this was a funny question, everyone fired back at me. I live in a state with no football team. I'm like, you're fine, and this doesn't apply to Giant fans. This applies to Northeast fraud Dallas fans. Dubs dribble. Oh, you're such a dude. You're such a politician, dude. Dubs dribble at Dubs dribble. Just stick what you believe in, dude. Watched both latest America's Game episodes of the Giants Super Bowl victories, and it got me thinking. If you could relive just one past season start to finish, which would it be? Hashtag buffoon crew. Hashtag I'll hang up and listen. That's an easy one. We'll probably have the same answer. 1986. Yeah, no question. No, I mean, not a doubt about it. 86. 14 and 2 squad in Super Bowl. Dominant in the playoffs. 86. Um, uh, my buddy Matt always says it. I want to get back to a defense where I root for the offense to get off the field so I can watch the defense just dominate. And that's mm-hmm. exactly what 86 was. You were just, let's get Lawrence Taylor, Carson Banks, all of them back out there and, and just annihilate the offenses. So that well, was Gettleman's answer. trying, Jerry. Gettleman's trying, man. He is. You know, yep. he's trying. I know. Okay, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. No, no, listen. I, you know, I know he doesn't have that one impact edge guy and all that but uh he's building other pieces especially the secondary and man if he could land that one huge sack guy right linebacker or something uh be interesting man but he's trying oh before uh, i read the next question um everybody pointed out and their mother that we forgot O'Shane Zimenez <laughs> last week chris and i were doing that without looking up the roster so we were just going position by position so, yes, O'Shane Zimenez, for those of you wondering, would make the team as the probably eighth linebacker, and we would cut somebody else. We'll address it later on when we do. When we revise our 53, O'Shane Zimenez will obviously, the X-Man will be on the team, and we'll find <laughs> someone else. So, uh, Jim Vassell, the Emmy Award-winning Jim Vassell, at Jim Vassell TV. Mm-hmm. Most forgotten giant in recent history who contributed in a positive way. Well, that's a great question. Mine is Jaquan Williams. Wow. Man, that's yours, Jerry? Uh, Jaquan Williams? No, that's his. That's his. Oh, that's Jim Vassell. Okay. okay. That's a good one because I, I wish I read mm. this before because I'm going to sit here and struggle. Most forgotten, oh, forgotten, most forgotten guy. Well, you know what? Deion Grant, a guy like that, really contributed in 11. That's a good one. R.W. McCordy, guys like that, they contributed yeah. on that back end, yeah. you know? Yeah. That's a tough one, man. You got to really think about that one. Um. I, I remember Deion Grant, man. When he came in, he was like that third safety and everything. You remember? Um, oh, I love He him. was huge. Loved he him. was huge for the Giants, man. You know, I would. You know what? I, I'll go with Sam Madison. Sam Madison. Okay. Yeah. Wow. There's another guy that really helped. Yep. He he helped and he helped the development of Corey Webster, who, you know, in two thousand and was it two thousand seven? Webster was in his third year, and I remember Madison saying, "It's all in front of him. He's got the talent. He's just got to yep. do it." And I, I felt like he was—he still had some game left, Madison, and he—he he was a solid contributor, um, kind of as a mentor. So I like—I yeah, I was yeah. a big fan of Sam Madison. Yeah, he was a good veteran. He was a solid veteran. That was a good pickup, man. He really helped us, no doubt about it. Great, uh, great question, Jim. Um, in Gettleman, we trust at All About NYG. If Baker, Beal, and Jenkins are all interchangeable by the trade deadline, do you see the Giants trading Jenkins? And if so, what do you think they can get for him? Hashtag Buffoon Crew. Hashtag can't wait to wear it on the star. Um, only if the Giants are out of contention would they consider that. If they're not trading Jenkins, if they're in contention, obviously. But if they were out and a team needed a corner, I could see them getting a fourth rounder for Jenkins. Nothing, yeah, nothing too crazy. Yeah, yeah, and they would have to be pretty confident that Beal and you know Beal and Baker have to will have to be playing pretty good, right? And they're out of it, and then you could see him get to four. Yeah, four. Maybe, maybe, maybe tops at three if the team is like a corner away from really contending. You know, maybe, maybe, but probably a four. I agree, man. 
Gerardo Vasquez, too late, buddy. We did mention that wide receiver. I'm sorry. He goes, can we not mention him? I'm done with him. Sorry, pal, we did. Ben, the other, the second biggest Eli Manning fan aside from Lisa. Ben Caveu, I hope I'm saying your name right, at Giant Fan in Green Bay. I was going over the potential 53-man roster. I know DJ finished OTAs with the second team. Tanny has made his share of throws, and Shermer likes him. But straight up, play-by-play, play, all things equal, and this is for you, Chris, has Daniel Jones outplayed Alex Tanny? Hashtag Gettleman Shermer 2020. <laughs> um, in the OTAs? Yeah. No. Wow. No, that doesn't mean anything. But no, I know. Tanny's, you said Tanny looked the best. Tanny's been know. excellent in these OTAs. <laughs> He's really thrown a lot of nice balls. He really has. You know, no, he has not outplayed Tanny. That doesn't mean a damn thing, though. But still, no, right now, Tanny had actually looked a little bit better. But Jones has looked good, too, man. But uh, Tanny knows the system, you know, backwards and forwards, Jerry, you know? Yeah. He's been in it, you know, a year. You know, he's a smart dude, man. And uh, that's why, you know, that's why probably a little bit, you know, a step ahead of Jones right now. But that, you know, I fully expect the change by the end of August. Warren Osler at Osler Warren. And he messaged us this question, which I'm not suggesting people do. So answer the the tweet because otherwise we'll miss it. But this one was a great question. So I promised him I would ask this. Slow season podcast question. It's 10 years down the road and you're saddled up at a bar with a retired Dave Gettleman. (laughs) This is so good. He turns to you and says, ask me any one question about the Giants and I'll answer honestly. What do you ask and what does he answer? Hashtag buffoon crew. I have mine. Oh, yeah. I think we both could agree on this one. No, I, I mine might be different than yours. Go ahead. Okay, yeah, go, go, go. You, you go. Um, okay, what was the real reason why you traded OBJ? <laughs> okay, that's funny. I, that was my second. <laughs> my first would be if you had the number one pick in 2018, would you still have taken Saquon Barkley? Oh, I think the answer for that would be sure. Yes, without question. Yeah, okay. I, I, I think Baker Mayfield was an option for them. Jerry... I don't. I okay. have to disagree with you, but okay. I think he would have went with Saquon Barkley because they felt Manning had another year or two in him. Okay, fair enough. I think he was that much in love with Barkley, but I could be wrong. But I'm buddy. Don't get me wrong, because they like Mayfield too. But I think they were so in love with Barkley. I think he still would have went with Barkley. And, and that is a great question. I love that. that. Is a that's, that is a good the question. Creativity question of the of the day. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. That's a good question. Saquon Savas, <laughs> the great name, Saquon Savas at Burner Will. <laughs> if Engram misses four games this year, or more than four games, what are the chances he gets traded? I don't know. That's tough to say, bud. Traded? Uh, no. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. CJ Conrad's going to have to be pretty good for us to trade. He's not getting traded. Right, no. Uh, Dylan Nels at Dylan Nels. If you can give Saquon one attribute from any running back ever. What would it be? Um, wow. He already has, well, I'm not, I don't want to speak sacrilegious here, but he already has Barry Sanders elusive. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I agree. Uh, Le'Veon Bell. You know what? Le'Veon Bell's patience. He has that though, too. Chris Johnson's speed. He's almost as fast. I don't know. I would say, you know what? Here's one. Walter Payton's durability. Boom. That's what I would give him. Because I want him to play every game as po- as much as possible and get the ball as much as he can in his hands. So that'd be mine. What do you want him? You wish he had uh, Peyton's durability? Yeah, but Walter Peyton missed yeah. one game in, in all the yeah. games he played. And yeah, he, and he got, I'm he got his butt kicked. So I'm hoping for that. And I I like to see Saquon, and he improved in this during the season, Jerry. Uh, he even admitted that he has to get a little more patient at the line of scrimmage, right? Yeah. Um, I would like to see him actually have a little more of Le'Veon Bells because Le'Veon Bells one of the most unique backs I've ever seen. He has the ability just like to hesitate behind that line. Yeah. Wait for that hole. Yeah. And boom. Yeah. I mean, Le'Veon is, he's a classic. I mean, I've never really quite seen a guy like the way he's he's the best at it. He's the best. I don't know. You know what? I remember Tony Dorsett was pretty good at it too. I mean, I go, you know, I'm an old, you know, I go back away. I'm trying to think. I, I don't like to say the one, the best I've ever seen, but Le'Veon Bell is one of the best I've ever seen at being patient. Yeah. Now, Saquon studies Le'Veon Bell. Does he? Studies him. Yeah. Um, and he admit that, yeah, I have to be more patient. I thought he got better at that as the season went along. Absolutely. I was going to say that. Um, he got way better at it. He got way better at it. So two things, Jerry, like you just said, Walter Payton 
was probably the toughest back I've ever seen. Yep, he got his butt kicked for years behind that line. I mean, that guy was a warrior. And like you said, Jerry, I think he missed one game, right? Yep, one game. In 14 years, whatever whatever he played. played. Um, He was probably the, 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 man, he was the toughest dude. Anyway, um, yeah, so you let, you know, I think Saquon has a lot of those qualities, like Peyton, you know, um, maybe not as, you know, physically. Well, you know, he's a, he's a physical beast too, a bit Barkley he is, but that, and I just like, I wish he would be a little more patient, but I think he's really getting better at that. Listen, there's only one Le'Veon Bell as, as regards to patience, right? You don't see that much. Right. So, uh, but if he could get a little more patient and let things develop more, which I think he will, Jerry, because he's a student of this game and he got better at his own, that I would like to see a little bit more too. Good stuff, bud. Um, Angelo Pasalacqua. Over under on 2.5 rookies outright starting week one. That's a good question. Uh, Dexter Lawrence will start. Hmm. We guess DeAndre Baker will start. Will there yes. be another rookie that starts? Uh, another rookie that starts? Those Daniel Jones. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Ben, ben, I'm ben only Lisa, kidding. Lisa going to make a voodoo doll. Lisa, I'm only kidding. You know that. <laughs> uh, I don't believe Daniel Jones is starting day one. Um I would say Lawrence and Baker, yes. So under, under 2.5 then. Me too. Oh, 2.5? Yeah, I would go under 2.5, yes. We'll take the under, Kyle. Uh, Angelo, mm. sorry. I was looking at Kyle Johnson. Angelo, we will take the Now, under. Jerry, can I, can I quickly say something to that? Absolutely. Okay. Now, now when, you, when you talk about the starters, you talk about just two corners, but don't remember. you have to remember something in this league. There's so many nickel situations. You got the three corners. Yeah. I, I'm, I, so I'm say a team thing. opens up three receivers. Yeah. I'm going to throw a little wrinkle in this, okay? Yeah. Uh, say a team opens up with three receivers, you might have that third rookie, Julian Love, in that slot. Yeah, and I thought Slayton, okay? could win. <laughs> I thought Slayton might win the third receiver. And, 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 Jerry, that's a great point. I totally forgot about that. That's yeah. why I have you, my man. It is a very – I'm not going to say a very good possibility, but there is a shot. There is a chance that this kid Slayton could be the third receiver. There's a yeah. chance. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but let's see what happens in training camp. So with how this about kid. this? Traditional lineups, two corners. Traditional two lineup receivers. on the two and a half. Exactly. Yes. Very good. Yes. Thank you. Good stuff. Kyle Johnson at Kyle, 464-65950. Kyle, you, you got it. That is such a bad Twitter name. You got Unless that means something, you got to change that. But uh, how do you guys feel about making the league 18 weeks? Also, since Mike Francesa thinks R.J. Barrett is going to be a bust, should we put him in the Hall of Fame already? Yeah. Hashtag oh, the yeah. group. Yes for that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, R.J. Barrett's going to Hall of and Fame. And no R.J. Question. Barrett is a great pl- kid and a great player if you watched the draft the other night and watched yeah. Duke at all this year. Um, yeah. I would love it. 18 weeks. There's no way the players go for it. Uh, J- uh, John yeah. Mara once said to Jerry Jones, I will wear a Dallas Cowboy jersey in the middle of Times Square if you can convince the players to take 18 weeks. Because Anthony Pizzarello jumps in with a great point to his to Kyle's and says, "I want 18 weeks so they back the season up um, so that Super Bowl could be presidents." Well, that's okay. that's Goodell's plan. That's Trust a great me. Anthony. Yes, but I think what you should do is start the season two weeks later in September. And the argument against Presidents Day, and I'm not a NASCAR fan, despite what Chris might believe about me, I'm not a NASCAR fan. Is the Daytona 500 is that weekend? So they'd have to move that. Like something's got to happen there. And I'm not, I, I, despite me hating NASCAR, um, and I don't mean to insult all the NASCAR fans. Oh, uh, there's another I, fan base. I don't, like, I don't like NASCAR. That, that is a huge event and something would have to be worked out. I think the answer is pushing the season to mid-September towards the end of September, not making it 18 weeks because the Players Association would never go for it. Okay, now let all right. That's a great question, by the way, right? Yeah, excellent question. Now, I talked to the Giants player rep once about this, all right? Mm-hmm. And his exact words were, hey, if it's more money, it's on the table. Wow. Okay? Well, that is inside information. Buddy. Okay, so because I was having a conversation, um, and I said, okay, now listen, you guys can't talk about player safety all the time. And then say, okay, we're good with 18 games. So what is it? Most players don't want it, Jerry. They don't want 18 games. Okay? But I remember back in 79 or 78 when they didn't want 16 games. Yeah. Okay? So don't think it's off the table. 
It's on the table. Now, the players' union, they don't want it, Jerry. But trust me when I tell you, it comes down to how they would spread the money around. Right. If it's a significant paycheck, a lot more money, uh, I should say, a lot more money game checks in those two weeks, they will think about it. Trust me. Yeah. And I don't want to hear another word from the players' union about players' safety if they agree to play two more games. Okay, right. 16 is brutal enough. Right. And now they're going to go 18 and then possibly four more uh, or three more in the playoffs if you make that run. Okay, don't want to hear it. But let's, you know, uh, you know, Roger Goodell, who's full of crap, we know, right? He's yes. a he's a hypocrite. He's full of crap. Mm. Okay, everything's about the money for the owners with him. He could give a shit less about player safety. Okay, because it's the same guy who wants Thursday night games or, and or, everything. Or crap, <laughs> right? Okay. So me personally, I do not want eighteen games. Right. Okay, um, the sixteen games is perfect. I agree. Every game is important. It ends in the beginning of February. You know, um, I think it's 16 games is enough. I just don't want to hear from players, man, if they agree with this. But I can tell you this, Jerry, trust me on this one. Yes, the players' union really doesn't want to talk about 18 games. But if they come back, the owners, with a certain percentage of money they're going to get, they will seriously consider it. I agree with that's amazing that you know that and that you got that info. That really that's incredible, Chris. I'm not not being facetious at all. That's awesome. Um, I'll agree with you. The only thing I, I do wish they started the season later so that it could end President's Weekend. I'll say that. I, I wish it would instead of the eighth, start well, the twenty second. So the NASCAR the Na, I didn't even, I didn't realize that, Jerry. Yeah, NASCAR, yeah. So now that you insulted the whole South. No, um, my, my, fa- my wife's family, my family, they like NASCAR. I'm not a NASCAR guy. Uh, here we go, a politician. I was going to try to bail out. No, I don't like it. I'm not a NASCAR guy. I don't care you don't like it. I'm four just saying, left, how do you, ins- how do you insult it? Four, four, insulted- four left turns for five hours. I'm good with it. Thank you. Okay, everybody. I'm just saying, I don't care. I don't care about it. I didn't realize it was even that weekend. I got to be honest with you. I didn't realize. I'm just saying, how do you insult the whole South by saying NASCAR stinks? I'm just saying, that, you know, you would, they would have to do something. You're right. Yes. Um, we're 40 in. I got to get to like five more questions. So let's try and be a little. We'll be uh, quick. You know what? You know what? We'll be a little longer today. Whatever. Curmudgeon68 at Ruggieri Buscafi. <laughs> I think that's how you say it. Who do you think is the greatest offensive player in Giants history? I'm going with Tiki Barber. Um, I think Saquon has potential to be. Uh, I think you could mention for his era, like a Frank Gifford, but I agree with you, Curmudgeon. I'm going to go Tiki Barber. Um. I'm going to go old school, buddy. I'm going to go with the Giffa. Nice. Nice job. Yeah, here we go, Chris. Playing this guy must have heard you or agrees with you. Andrew at All About Blue 88. <laughs> Did either of you have a routine or way of choosing which giant gear to wear game day? I'll step off Twitter cautiously and listen for your response. And also, for who else Jerry will bash this week, being that I'm a 20-plus year fan of the Giants by and being from Wisconsin, it's all love. Oh, what a fraud. <laughs> so, Andrew, my routine is very simple. I've got a number of Giants clothes. Uh, if they win uh, that week, whatever I wear, I keep wearing it until they lose. So that's how I decide. Normally, I go old school Armstead, Seahorn, Sims uh, for jerseys. But um, I will put on a tuck or, or um, someone else. I don't buy new jerseys anymore. I'm not. Mm. Uh, I feel like I can't wear Saquon at 44. I don't know. It's fine. I, I just thought that's me. But, and I'm not insulting the Saquon uh, jersey wearers guys out there. You can get whatever you want. Now you insulting Saquon. But I, I don't. I'm not a jersey guy anymore. So I'll I'll wear what if 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 they win week one, then week two I wear the same thing, and I usually don't wash it until they lose. So there you go. Yeah, yeah. That's that's usually the winning streak is what jersey you you, you wear. <laughs> yep. No doubt about it. <laughs> there you go. Oh, Anthony Pizzarello. He responded before, but I got to ask this question because it's a freaking great one. Who would you put now in the in uh, in this year? In this year's Ring of Honor, if they do one, I feel Leonard Marshall. Oh, Lenny Marshall, please. He just said, I just feel, I feel Lenny Marshall is long over. Oh, I'm sorry. I jumped in there. That's okay. No, <laughs> you, you, you agreed with him. I, I agree. Leonard Marshall, I would say, oh. I would say Leonard Marshall, uh, John Mendenhall, and Spider oh. Lockhart are the three most deserving. Yeah. Jerry, I know, I know we discussed this. I discussed this with you at, on, a, on a previous podcast. Um, I was actually discussing this recently with Dave Klein, a longtime Giants beat writer. Oh, who knows? Wrote, yeah. Who knows more? Yeah. 
yeah. you know, about the Giants that I ever. Yeah. Uh, um, and he was mystified by Lenny Marshall, too. Yeah. And he said Kyle wrote, too. And Kyle wrote it, who was before, way before and, our and time. So, you know, but, I can admit when I'm wrong, I thought Kyle wrote was in. And you said, I go, no, he's in. And then I looked, I'm like, oh my God, Kyle wrote is. A-. So I'll change my answer to four. I think they should add four guys. And I know you don't right. want to, you don't want to diminish the ring of honor, but Kyle wrote, Leonard Marshall, yeah. uh, John Mendenhall, Spider, those guys are deserving of it. Yeah. Yeah. Mendenhall was a good player, man. I, I wish Lenny Marshall, I hope Merritt, you know, I don't know what happened with Lenny Marshall. There seems to be something that Lenny did with the organization that I'm high on. I don't know. I, and and if Dave Klein doesn't know it, I'm sure not going to know it. You know, so yeah, um, it's, it's, I, it's I don't know. Shame. But anyway, I hope whatever feelings were hurt or whatever happened there with Lenny and the organization, I hope it you know works itself out. I'd like to see him in the, whole, in the ring of honor, Jerry. The, 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 the biggest shame is that the Giants don't have anybody from the wilderness years really in there, right? Like they have Dave Jennings is really the only one, I think. Who you could qualify played on? Mendon Hall should be in there, Jerry. Yeah, right. Spider Lockhart Trust me. too. Mendon Hall should be in there. Spider Lockhart is the only. I mean, he's what yeah. third all time in interceptions yeah. on, on the team. Yeah. Come on, man. Yeah, yeah. I think Spider should be in there. Spider was a good player, Jerry. Dude, it's not Mendon Hall and Lockhart's fault that the Giants stunk for those all those years. Jerry, trust me, it wasn't the defense's fault. Right. <laughs> it's not the players' fault. It was the organization's fault. It was, no, it was the offense and the organization. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, here's another good one. Big Blue VCR, who is becoming one of my favorite followers. Um, we're in dead time, so why isn't O.J. Anderson in the Hall of Fame? When he retired, he was top 10 in rushing and, and touchdowns. Rookie of the year, blah, blah, blah. He goes on. Mm-hmm. I interviewed O.J. Anderson a couple years ago, mm-hmm. and I asked him that question. And he's hurt by it, man. And he said, yeah, yeah, he goes, he look, he broke it down real quick. He said, in 82, there was a strike season. Then I was traded to the – so that was in my prime, right? He was drafted 81 uh, – I'm sorry, 79, and – was great. It was ridiculous. Oh, 82 strike uh, short in season. Then he was traded to the Giants in 86. And he, you got to remember, he pretty much sat in 86, 87, 88. He, he, he got in games, but he didn't do much. He didn't really come back until 89 when Joe Mars, well, Joe Mars broke his leg after 88. And then he came back and he got a thousand yards in 89. At the time, he was the oldest guy to get a thousand yards. OJ, OJ Anderson absolutely deserves to be in the Hall of Fame, and he deserves it because you have to treat him like someone who has, because of the rules of the time where there's no free agency, his his best years were taken from him, and he still had all those numbers. And real quick, one thing he said, Dick Vermeil, Joe Gibbs, he goes, those guys, when they say I should be in the Hall of Fame, I should be in the Hall of Fame. So he told me all that. That was awesome. Yeah, because, uh, Jerry, he was a dominant back in his prime in the league. I remember when the Giants played the St. Louis Cardinals, you know, back in the early 80s and, and late 70s, whatever, Otis came in the league. And I remember, you know, when, they, when, the, when the Giants were playing the Cardinals, I said, oh, God. You know, my first thing was, oh, God, we got to face OJ. And they had they had a receiver on the outside named Roy Jetstream Green. But it yes. was like two guys. It was like two guys. It was Jimmy Hart, the quarterback. And, I, and we used to say, oh, God, we got to face you – know, Otis is going to get the ball 25 times. He's going to kill us. I remember, you know. Um, he was a dumb – he was a – an excellent player, man. I hope he does get in, Jerry. You know, I I really do. He's a great guy too, Otis, you know. And I, I hope he does get in, man. Yeah, he really should. I mean, he deserves it. It's it's uh and he was like he's pretty hurt by it. Um He is absolutely hurt by it. Like Lenny Marshall, Jerry is hurt by not being in a ring of honor. Uh last question, and I'm sorry guys. Um because we could go on and on, but we're at 47 minutes in, and these questions are great. So thank you all for asking. Bob Lusby at Lusby Bob. Question for both you guys. What was your favorite Giants Super Bowl to watch? Oh, 86. Because it was the first one. I know I know, New England and all that, but for me, Jerry, because of all the suffering of the 70s, yeah. early 80s, yeah. and then he actually – you know, won that first Super Bowl. So, so to me, it's the Denver game. I know, listen, I understand the New England games and all that, but for me, it was the 86 game. Yeah, I think the first one's always the best. I'll go with 07 just because. Oh, it's um, unbelievable. Yeah, right. I'll go yeah. with it because personally speaking, I had a chance to go to the game with someone. I declined because I thought if I go, the first person I'm going to call is my dad, and then I'm going to call my kids. Um, so I want to be around all those people. If I had the only way I'd go to a Super Bowl is if I had like six tickets, right? And I know that sounds crazy, but I just wanted to be around everybody if they happened to win this game and beat this eighteen and O team. Um, so I had a party at my house, had about fifty people over, 
it was the best time of my life. My parents were alive at the time. My kids were young and celebrating. We all people cried when Tyree caught the ball, when Burris caught the ball, when the Giants won. It was ridiculous. So I know the first is great. That's a great. That's a great story, Jerry. But I'll go with that one. So. See, see, Jerry, yeah, that's a great story, bud. Because um, you know, in '86, you know, me and my father, we were season ticket holders in the '70s. Yeah. And we sat up there in section 306 every week, catching a beating, you know, yeah. uh, watching buffoons like Craig Morton throw picks in Dallas Cowboy jerseys, <laughs> um, watching the defense give up 300 yards and 290 yards, and we lose 17-3. Yeah. Uh, Dave Jennings being our best player, you know. <laughs> it, Jerry, it's true, Rick. I'm telling you, dude. I it's know. true. And so when they turned that – when Bill Parcells came here and, you know – and turned it around. You know what, Jerry? I, I was talking to I, we have time for this for a second. Go ahead, go ahead. I remember talking to Carl Banks about this one, saying, guys, you don't understand what you did for Giants fans in '86, yeah. you know? Yeah. And Banks, they never really fully they had an idea, but even Banks, like, yeah, you never really know until down the road when you talk to Giants fans, Banks yeah. said, you know? Yep. And it's true, Jerry, because all the suffering, you know, and, and this is sports world. I understand that. We're just talking sports terms here, suffering, you know? Yeah. Um, and you know, for season take the holes like me and my dad and all that, and then to see that first one, it just you just looked at each other and like, holy crap, we actually did it, you know. So That's amazing. Good. That was yeah, it was good stuff back in '86, and and that story right there, Jerry of '07. That that that's what it's all about. I um, interviewed Bart Oates real quick. I was just trying to find the email. I still have it, and I said to Bart Oates, I said, um, you know, thanks for the interview. You guys have no idea. Basically what you just said, Chris, you guys have no idea what you did for giant fans. And he said, it's what makes the accomplishment so meaningful. Thank you. Right. And it's like, yep, right. you get it. Thank you, Bart. But you're right, man. Um, I don't think that, they, they, you know, when you win it, they're, they're all young guys, right? They're in their twenties, even in yeah, their 30s. They don't realize Jerry. Yep. Yeah. Like you, you talk to a banks now and even banks will talk about how Lawrence Taylor and Lawrence was doing his own thing back in the eighties. We all know that, but he was also the greatest player in the history of the game. And, you, and you know, they're in their 20s, like you said, and they're having a good time. They don't realize it, Jay. But now you talk to these guys now, and they're like, man, what an accomplishment. We're so happy to bring that to the fan base, you know? Yep. Sim said it in America's game. He goes, if I'd known how big it was, I probably couldn't have done it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. Because, Jerry, they, you know, they were just young kids at the time, and they never sat in an upper deck at the old Giants Stadium watching the, you know, watching the team get the crack kicked out of them every week, you know? In a, a lot of bad weather, right? And ba yeah, back then, you know, the end of November, you started getting the bad weather. No, the weather has changed now. You know, now in December, you can sit in short sleeve shirts. You know, and you get rain. <laughs> and, and you get rain. Back in November, you know, you started getting really cold days, and the old stadium was very windy. And I like the new stadium. The old yeah. stadium was very windy. You know. Yep. So it was good stuff, man. All right, brother. Good stuff, man. Thank you as always, Chris. Anything else you want to add? No. Anybody? Anybody else you want to insult before we to, no, uh, sign off? Good. No. I'm good. Okay. All right. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate maybe that. you want to get a I don't know you want to get a shot at me or maybe you want <laughs> no. maybe you want to hit maybe you want to hit the northwest now since you hit the south. <laughs> oh, I love the Pacific Northwest. So awesome how much it rains there. All right, buddy. So um if you want to order a copy of the Giant Insider or a subscription, go to www.thegiantinsider.com. Go to magter.com for a digital sub that's M-A-G-Z-T-E-R and download our app from the App Store. Thank you everyone again. We'll drop one next week. Um we'll announce it when we're gonna do it. Unless some news happens, then we'll do an impromptu one. But we'll probably do one a week until uh, training camp. But most importantly, guys, remember, Sundays are giant days. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye, everybody.